Hello, you're listening to Gaze Gaze, in which we are gay and we gaze into media that's by, for, or about ladies who love ladies. I'm Erin, and who eats crab for Christmas? And I'm Erin, and do you see hens in your dreams after eating eggs? Uh, you know what? That quote really did get me thinking. <laughs> uh, I know. I never have. No. <laughs> I think that yeah, if you... It got me thinking. The answer's no. <laughs> if you... I, Jude was just talking about this the other day. Sorry to derail us instantly about that TikTok of the person who was like, does anybody else out there have to weave McDonald's napkins in between each of their toes in order to fall asleep? <laughs> and all of the comments were like, no, this is completely a you thing. You were the one person who's had this unique life experience. No one else has had this thought. That's kind of how I felt about this guy with his dreams quote. Yeah. You're the only person who's eaten eggs and then dreamed of hens. That's not true. I'm sure there are many people who have. But More than people who need to weave, to weave McDonald's napkins in between their toes. I can... <laughs> can't say that much at least yeah oh very 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 weird video um i support the person though yeah you, know. <laughs> you gotta do what you gotta do to fall asleep you do well i don't i don't know how to get us back on track <laughs> don't even know what to say after that uh we're, well we're here to talk about 12 days the graphic novel by june kim yeah oh my god we're headed back to the Ann Arbor Public Library. I know. You're me. You're in your teens. And you've decided that you don't have anything better to do than to read every graphic novel that they have available at the Ann Arbor Public Library. And this was one of them. And I checked it out without reading anything about it. And then I was like, oh, my God, this has lesbians in it. <laughs> lesbians? What are those? And so this is this is one of those books that's always kind of stuck with me um yeah. and so it's so much fun to revisit it yeah the first time i read it was a few years ago I, on your recommendation specifically we were yeah. I, if i recall correctly you and i we were sitting around in your apartment in in new york your, your first apartment yeah and um you were talking about this graphic novel Mm -hmm. And you were just like, this was the most interesting story. I got to look it back up and find it. You found it instantly. Both of us also immediately bought a copy and read it <laughs> and were messaging each other like, oh, my God, <laughs> this is so good. Um, and it's kind of always been on our radar for Gays Gays, but we just just hadn't done it yet. But I'm really glad to be here doing it now. I know, yeah. It we, it kind of came up again because mm -hmm. this past FlameCon, which is a LGBT uh, convention that's held in New York, I was going around the artist alley and on somebody's table was a copy of 12 Days. And I was like, oh, wow, it's 12 Days. I love this manga. Like, oh, and then I look at at the the cover and it says june kim underneath it and then i look at the name on the table and it says june kim on it and i'm like whoa <laughs> you wrote this like of, course, big idiot. of course it's at their table <laughs> oh my god so like very similar interaction to like uh seeing erica <laughs> at, at anime NYC kind yeah of. and being like oh my friend aaron just told me to read this book and erica being like really yeah <laughs> <laughs> anyway, you said you have a podcast? 
podcast. Yeah. Oh my god. Uh, but I didn't. Uh, I didn't mention to June Kim that I I had a podcast at the time. I just said I really liked this, and, and she was kind enough to sign it for me. I know. So nice. And then I, it didn't even occur to me until recent. I I think it even was you who were like, oh, I wonder if she has an Instagram or something. And I was like, oh, yep, she has an Instagram. Um. So June Kim, she's on Instagram. She's at June Comics with a X on the end. And we did reach out uh, just to see if she had anything to say on this, but we did it kind of last minute and she's on a deadline right now. So um, she didn't get an opportunity to get back to us. She like messaged being like, I'm on a deadline right now, but like, I'll talk to you later. But she also was like, oh, I'll listen to your podcast. And I was like, oh, thank you. I was, But also that fills me with such terror. I'm like, oh, God, <laughs> people people are going to listen to this this podcast. <laughs> I know. I know. I guess. I exactly. Just, I, I remember, it, I think it was for our anniversary episode where I'm like, I don't need to be shy. I, the people can listen to the podcast. But then whenever anybody's like, oh, yeah, I'll listen to your podcast. I'm like, <laughs> what do you mean? <laughs> I don't put it online for people to listen to. <laughs> I do it just for me. We just do it for us. <laughs> You're not allowed. However, I guess we're going to probably get into this more later. But for our 100th episode, we are going to be doing a revisiting of some of the stuff that we've already talked about. And so if we have any updates about our feelings on 12 days, we will give them then. It would be a perfect time. Yeah. <laughs> so, so yeah, that, that might be happening just in the next episode. Yay. Anyway, would you like a summary? I would like a summary. I would also like content warnings. Oh, yeah. I'll give them to you. There's a lot. Oh, I only had two, <laughs> uh, which are uh, there's a major death in the story. And uh, there also a major theme is unsupportive families. Is there anything you want to add? I would also I would just note grief and coping with grief in unusual ways. Yeah. And also a little bit of food horror as well. And That's vomiting fair. is also yeah. depicted. So. That's fair. So this story opens with a family grieving the death of their daughter, Noah. Noah passed away a month ago on her way back from her honeymoon. Nick, Noah's half-brother, steals some of her ashes to bring to Noah's ex-girlfriend at the ex's request. Said ex-girlfriend Jackie is planning on consuming the ashes over 12 days in a ritual to deal with the grief of this death. The two were together for four years, but Jackie is planning on forgetting about her after the process of this ritual is complete. She's isolating in her apartment until the ritual is over, and after the delivery of the ashes, Nick keeps coming around in order to bring Jackie food. The two talk and sometimes reminisce about Noah. Jackie initially starts mixing the ashes with water, and then tries smoothies before Nick suggests mixing them with wine, as he's heard a story about that. We learned that Noah and Jackie's breakup happened when Noah told Jackie that she was about to marry a man. The two were dating and living together on the down low, and Jackie was blindsided by this announcement. Jackie tells Noah to pack up and move out, saying she's going to stay with a friend until Noah leaves. Outside, she pulls an engagement ring out of her bag and throws it into the trash. In a flashback, we find out that after Noah's father divorced her mother, Noah was shuffled around from relative to relative before finally coming to live with her father and his new wife due to be outed as a lesbian at her last like living situation. When unpacking, Noah gives a friendship bracelet that her friend gave her 
to her half-brother Nick for safekeeping, as she doesn't feel she deserves it. On day six of the ritual, while thinking about a time where Noah talked about wanting to have a kid, Jackie starts to feel nauseous and throws up. She lies on the floor afterwards, lamenting about not going to the funeral or even going to Noah's wedding. Nick tells her that she didn't really miss anything. Afterwards, Nick and her sit in the bathtub and drink, fully clothed. Jackie cries and admits she wishes that Noah thought about her in her final moments. She wanted Noah to be miserable in her marriage, but she obviously didn't want her to die. Then, Jackie comes on to Nick, saying that if they make a baby together, it'll be almost like she had one with Noah. Nick rejects her, saying she smells like vomit. On day eight, Nick arrives to see Noah's wedding ring in Jackie's wine glass. She doesn't know what to do with it, but it was a part of the ashes. Nick fills the cup up with wine, and Jackie gleefully drinks the ring. <laughs> Jackie thinks back to when James, Noah's husband, and her first met. Noah had met him at church and introduced Jackie to him as her roommate. Later, Jackie confronted Noah about this, and how she won't even hold her hand in public, and how all of it just makes her wish that she was a man. The two of them have some makeup sex, and after, Noah tells Jackie that she wants to have her child, and that she loves her. Back in the present, Jackie laments not begging Noah to stay with her. She goes to Nick and spits the ring out into his hand, as she'd only pretended to swallow it. Nick says that it was Noah's choice to leave, and Jackie punches him. On day 11, Nick goes to visit his father, who's been rather stoic throughout this whole experience. The dad starts talking about his plans for the new year, but Nick interrupts him by crying and asking why he never talks about Noah. The father finally opens up and admits that he feels a deep regret in not giving Noah the space to be herself. He knew about Jackie, but ignored what the two really were. At the wedding, Noah had told him that there was somewhere that she had to go back to. Biking to Noah to tell her the news, Nick is hit by a car. His bike is totaled, but he is basically unharmed. He breaks down crying in the street, thinking about his sister. Nick shows up to Jackie's with a few scratches. She's feeling sick because she mixed some of the ashes into some cat food for her cat, but then the cat wouldn't eat it, and she didn't want the ashes to go to waste, so she ate it instead. Oh my god. <laughs> um... When looking for some stomach medication, Nick finds the wedding ring that Jackie had bought for Noah. It hadn't been thrown away after all. Nick asks Jackie if she ever asked Noah not to leave her and says that Noah always wanted Jackie to show up and get her. Nick says, you want to forget about her in 12 days? I can't let you do that. And the two cry together. Shortly after, Jackie passes out and is taken to the hospital by Nick. When she wakes up, she remembers having a dream about Noah, but she can't remember what happened. In another flashback, we see Jackie and Noah meet at a party four years ago. We learn that the girlfriend that Noah had been outed with before she went to live with her father was Jackie. Noah had sworn off seeing her in order to try to have a relationship with her father. Noah apologizes, but Jackie interrupts and says she's already forgiven her. Jackie then asks if she can smoke in front of her, and Noah says, that's fine, but we can't kiss if you do. This causes Jackie to drop the cigarette, and Noah approaches and leans in. Back in the present, Nick and Jackie are sitting in the park. Jackie says Noah wanted to name her future baby girl Billy. The two hug and part ways soon after. 
We then see that Nick has the rest of the ashes that Jackie couldn't finish with him, and he's put the ring that Jackie bought for Noah inside. He exchanged the ring for the friendship, quote-unquote friendship, bracelet that Noah had given him all those years ago. In the epilogue, there's one final flashback where Nick is studying for a history exam. He tells Noah about Queen Armisia, a woman who drank her husband's ashes in order to become a living urn. He asks Noah if she's ever met anybody who she's found drinkable, <laughs> and she smiles and asks him if he can keep it secret. What an ending. What a story. Really one that, that'll stay with you for 12 years. <laughs> yeah, unlike um, Noah is yeah. designed to, unfortunately, <laughs> in the story. Man. But yeah, so this was a graphic novel uh, published by Tokyo Pop under their, like... Um, Isn't it their, like, global manga Yeah, their global manga series. Yeah, of, of like, American, quote-unquote, manga. Even yeah. though I, I've heard that June Kim wouldn't describe this as a manga and was actually trying to do something very different than traditional manga. Yeah, it's really not very... It's It's not a traditional manga at all. Yeah, it doesn't feel like one. It definitely feels like... It feels like... It's a graphic novel. It's a graphic novel. Like, she's yes. 100% right there. Mm -hmm. But yeah, I, I love this story. There's a, um, a lot of really dark pages, a lot of stark contrast in the art style, mm -hmm. uh, or the, like, coloring, I mean. Um, yeah, just a, a really beautiful story about grief. Yeah. I read as well that the idea of drinking ashes was taken from something that a stranger told to her one day. Yeah, losing out and around, which is a kind of wild. <laughs> that's that's how it goes in New York. <laughs> um, and then the story was also written after a breakup, which also makes sense. Yeah. Oh man, the idea of getting over someone and and what you need to do. I was the Queen Artemisia story. Was that based on something real? Yeah, that's it's based on a, a real person. Yeah, who actually did that? Wow. Yeah, it was Queen Artemisia II, I guess. Mm -hmm. And yeah, after the death of her husband, uh, she became the ruler after him for three years. Uh, and she built the original mausoleum. Uh, oh. So I know. Yeah, Wait, in, what is, in his what honor. What is a mausoleum? Um, it's like a, like a tomb. What differentiates it from a regular tomb? I guess I, that's a good question. I don't I guess maybe the size? A building, an especially large and stately one that houses a tomb or multiple tombs. Yeah, okay. Okay, there that makes sense. So it's an incredibly stately building. Yeah. Um, it's a large tomb. Yeah. Uh, and often used for like royal families or, yeah, just very wealthy families. All right. So forgive my pronunciation. If you're a listener of the podcast, you know that that's not something I'm great at. But yeah, so she built him... Uh, after his death, the mausoleum at Halicarnassus, or the tomb of Masolus, him being Masolus. And, and yeah, this was one of the great wonders of the world until it was destroyed, probably due to an earthquake. So unfortunately, you can't still see this, though there are recreations of what it looked like online. And she apparently drank his ashes every day until she died herself and I, I didn't look into this a ton because it didn't seem super relevant, but she took the throne after him and then people rebelled. I'm kind of assuming she she died when they overthrew her. Yeah. Uh, also, uh, her husband was her brother. Uh, oopsie doopsie. Oh, 
Well, yeah. uh, okay. Well, irrespective <laughs> of that, I was going to ask if she was drinking his ashes every day. Why did he need the, the mausoleum? Oh, she she wanted to do both. She loved him so much. Uh, <laughs> Wait, so, but if the mausoleum is supposed to house his body, what's in there? You know, that's, good. that's a great question. Um, I don't know. Maybe she was just drinking a little bit. Maybe just a little bit. This does make me think about the iconic, I know you wanted to talk about this too, the iconic My Strange Addiction yeah. episode as well of the woman who is very slowly eating her husband's ashes straight to not mixing them into a smoothie as depicted in 12 days, but just, just eating eating them daily. I don't know where she's at today. I don't know either. Uh, that's not very good. She said that they tasted like rotten eggs. I would believe that from the sulfur. But she couldn't help herself. I was kind of interested in this, uh, so I looked it up and I found an article from Live Science, uh, which was about a kid who mixed their grandfather's ashes into cookie dough and then baked them and then gave them out at school, which is absolutely wild. Why? Um, I, I don't know why. Um, <laughs> but for this article, they talked to microbiologist Rolf Halden, uh, and he said this on eating ashes, cremation essentially mineralizes the human body and produces ashes that are rich in carbon and not much of a health concern. Proper cremation will remove all infectious properties of the remains. So it's... It's fine to eat ashes physically. It's just really ethically dubious to do so. <laughs> yeah, obviously. It's it's something that strikes a lot of disgust in many to most people to think about. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, man. Yeah. Yeah, you can watch the beginning of the I Can't Stop Eating My Husband's Ashes video on YouTube. And uh, it just, oh, she's sticking her finger in there. And oh, it gives me the shivers. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Does this manga unsettle you in the same way? Or because it's more theoretical and way less real? Is it not quite as? No, it seems there's something about mixing with water, which like, kind of, I think, lessens the blow. In fictional drawn status, it, it's a lot more romantic, like capital R romantic than actually watching somebody in real life do this. <laughs> yeah. 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 What about you? Did you did this make you want to eat anybody? <laughs> no. <laughs> I did one thing I was thinking about while I was reading this though. This is unrelated was that um I had forgotten from my initial read that so much of the plot hinged around Noah leaving Jackie. Yeah. For a man and like yeah. what that means for Jackie to to interpret. I had just completely blocked that out of my memory. I know. Yeah, this was one that was kind of weird to revisit because I think I'd been so focused on like the grief aspect that I'd kind of forgotten about that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, to be honest, Noah's kind of terrible to Jackie. <laughs> yeah. And I think a lot of it, you know, is her own trauma and, you know, everything going on with her family, like facing rejection from both her, her mother after the divorce happens and then from her father not being able to except the fact that she's not going to enter into a traditional relationship that, you know, she's carrying that baggage with her. But, like, poor Jackie really goes through it in this. <laughs> yeah, that's true. 
Uh, one thing that I guess I found really interesting about this is I like that there's this aspect of Noah coming from this really traditional, rigid understanding of what a family is going to look like, which I think comes from the fact that she's like very religious. And so like being in love with somebody means having their baby. And that's why I, I, it was interesting to see that come up again as a, as a plot point of like, mm -hmm. oh, I, I love you so much that I have your child. And, mm -hmm. it, you know, like when that's like, you know, it's not going to happen between the two of them. <laughs> yeah, I, I also had completely forgotten about the Christianity aspect as well as being mm -hmm. a, big, a big component of, of this. Or sorry, um, or was it just being religious in general? Now I can't remember if they said specifically. I think it was Christianity. They were talking about Christmas. Oh yeah, and it, now that I, now I remember, Nick is specifically talking about Christmas, which is when Jackie's like, "Oh well, I'm Buddhist, so I yeah. don't celebrate." Yeah, I thought that was a really interesting aspect, but it is it is sad to kind of see this. Jackie is really the one who kind of has to hold out for Noah this whole time, like be all right with the fact that she mm -hmm. can only be with Noah if they're on the down low, and then Noah going out and being like, actually, I am going to marry this guy from my church. Mm -hmm. By the way, hey, we're getting married. And then kind of pining for Jackie to come back for her and and come get her from this relationship, from this decision that she's making. Yeah. And even for Nick to question Jackie and say, why didn't you beg Noah to stay? It's like, well, why why didn't she beg me to stay? What do you mean? Exactly. <laughs> Does she have no agency? It is like a little bit of a constant testing and yeah. that's something that you can kind of infer may have come from her childhood of everybody abandoning her, where she's yeah. like testing to see how dedicated Jackie really truly is to her, Noah. You see that when they're having their fights, you see that when Noah leaves, and you see that when Noah goes through with the marriage, too, just like waiting. Yeah. I don't know. And it's self-sabotaging, too, because it, it implies that obviously she's never going to be happy being yeah. with james yeah of course yeah. man yes yeah, it's, it's it's a real tragedy mm -hmm. also knowing that uh june wrote this after going through a breakup i oh man i i i guess i feel self-conscious thinking that she might listen to this like <laughs> but um i i wonder if the breakup was with somebody who who did a lot of testing in that relationship i know that that can yeah, be a dynamic especially in uh, you know, when you're in your 20s or whatever and you're, right. you know, people, if you're insecure, you're going to be testing somebody all the time, which is not healthy, mm -hmm. but it is something that occurs. Exactly. I know that there are a lot of cultural I ideas and beliefs that like lesbian relationships can't be toxic or harmful because how could women possibly be abusive or be harmful to one another? And that's obviously just totally made up. Like, lesbian yeah. relationships can be toxic and abusive just like any other relationship can be. Man. But yeah, I, I really love this story. And I I don't know. There's just something about it of of after somebody dying, kind of, like, wanting to to take them in. And also that, that then being a part of... I, like letting go i i don't know if right I... it's it's odd because it's like you want to take in everything that that person has left to give quote unquote yeah. right <laughs> and at the same time it's like you want that to become a part of you but you also want it to come and go and pass 
through yeah. so that you can go on and keep living your life yeah. right this is not the same as the story of queen artemisia or of the the woman that was featured on my strange addiction where it was like a compulsion that was daily that was non-stop because you couldn't stand the idea of not having your partner with you this yeah. is the idea of you know i'm giving myself this period of grief and mourning to get through everything all at once yeah and it's it's so interesting because for Jackie, I mean, I think it initially was going to be like, this is my ex who left me and now I have, this is just like a stain on our memories together to this person is gone now and I have to now process what our relationship meant to me and what this person meant to me with such finality. It's just, oh, a lot to unpack. I know. A lot to digest. <laughs> reading, I, I could see that reading this as like a middle schooler too, I think, which was around the time that you read it, right? Maybe high school? I think school? it might have been early high school, early to mid high school. I could see this being such a novel concept then too. Being like, ooh, this is so different because it is different. It is different. It has that early 2000s vibe to it. There's like a lot of like little chibi reactions and stuff like that that were very... I'd, timeless and i love them but also it makes me think of about like the uh styles at the time yes it's cute i mean that's still kind of a style that's fair we've been reading <laughs> i have been re going back to i went back to catch up on mercy alago for our next our next episode our, our follow-up episode which by the mm -hmm. way mercy alago is still so good but mercy alago has one character that that literally is her entire trope that that's not true. only does she become a chibi <laughs> but that's how everybody else sees her too <laughs> love her it's one of her special skills hinako she's so cute it's so good yeah there was like i saw this on tumblr i'm sure it's from somewhere else but um it was this this really nice post that I think about from time to time talking about how, you know, after like you love somebody or are friends with somebody, there's like kind of a little part of them that always is with you. Um, like if somebody introduces you to a type of food that you like or like a new show or shows you like a good way to do something, like even if that friendship or relationship changes, you'll still always have this like nice thing or you know just something that you carry with you about them for the rest of your life and I guess this story made me think about that and think about how that's a, like a way to to process breakups as well like even if something didn't end well there is at least the good times that you had with this person you're always gonna have those yeah though <laughs> Jackie thinking back on her relationship with Noah. Man. <laughs> there's not a whole lot of good stuff that was going That's on. Fair. We don't get That's to see fair. a whole lot of that, actually. No. A lot we get of to pain. see their reunion, but even that is bittersweet, right? I know, it is so sad. I wish we did get to see more moments together. I think the like nicest memory that's shared is just after Jackie wakes up in the hospital and is like, Oh yeah, I had a dream about Noah and me and we were just sitting in our apartment together. <laughs> yeah damn i know i think nick we haven't talked about him much i think nick is also a very interesting character here he is one aspect of this that i kind of forgot about was like he's like just as prominent of a character as jackie is yeah yeah and for good reason being noah's brother too, yeah <laughs> also being sure. closely affected by the death but also it 
playing the role of the only person who really knew about their relationship, the only person that's there to see Jackie and understand what she is going through in this moment. Yeah, that's so true. It's so satisfying at the end, too, to see Noah finally telling him about Jackie, even though you don't get to actually see it. The moment where she's like, well, let me tell you about this drinkable person I know. And there's little hints to that throughout this, like... Mm -hmm. Nick brings Jackie like her favorite food and she uh and knows like what specific things that she likes and I think that's all hints that Noah has always been talking about Jackie mm-hmm. and these are things that he remembers about her. Yeah. Now headcanon time. Oh. Um I'm going to give you two choices which do you think? Do you think that Noah told Jackie about Queen Artemisia before she died or do you think Nick told Jackie and also perhaps told Jackie that Noah considered her to be drinkable. I don't know. <laughs> I was I thought that it was like just coincidental that Jackie had the idea to eat her ashes. It would be really coincidental if I feel like that was the that was kind of the point though that it was like that they Jackie and Noah had kind of the same idea of like that that's the person I'd drink. Ah. <laughs> yeah. And that it was meant to be ah i see yeah Yeah. oh yeah well okay well i just went back and looked at my copy of 12 days okay now that i'm rereading it again looping back around as jackie's talking about drinking the ashes nick says you sure that's what my sister wanted (laughs) and jackie says no but you wouldn't have brought them to me if you thought otherwise yeah (laughs) so yeah, so I, I, you know what? I take it back. I didn't do a close enough reading. <laughs> That's all right. <There's... laughs> really got egg on my face now. Uh... <laughs> yeah, I don't... kind of a short one. Very concise story, but I, I really like it. I This is out of print, I'm pretty sure, because it was initially published by Tokyo Pop. And it is. Yeah, and. At FlameCon, uh, June Kim just had like like two or three volumes that I think she was selling, which little treasure inside still had like one of the original Tokyo Pop like upcoming mangas. Uh, I have that too in my copy, believe it or not. Uh, yeah, and so you get this little buy exclusive manga tokyopop.com advertisement yes. yep that's exactly does it have the uh, perhaps a, a girl or a gender ambiguous black haired individual yes it does yeah <laughs> with the with the manga revolution stamp <laughs> yep it sure does my that's so funny i bought my copy on amazon and mine also again years what? ago mine also still has that in there that's so funny i also did notice that at the end with the ads for stuff that's like upcoming there is an ad for Right Stuff Anime, which is like an anime store. But it has a, a giant picture of Ninja Nonsense, Shinobu oh, of yeah, Ninja Nonsense, who's also from Yuri Manga. Yeah. Ooh. Yeah. When are we doing Ninja Nonsense? I've been watching it. We can't do it for the podcast. Oh, no. <laughs> There's Wait, not what? enough to talk about. There's It's oh, nonsense. There's fair. nothing going on. That's so fair. much of what's been going on is just sexual harassment. Oh, so no. you, know how some, you know how that goes in some Yuri anime. Anime so. bullshit. <laughs> I know. Ugh. Anyway, it's not bad. It's just that it's, you know, early 2000s anime it with a lot of sexual is. harassment in it. 
Yeah. Yeah, even though this is out of print, it's still readily accessible. Um, it's not it's not that expensive to pick up a copy. Um, I still think it's under twenty dollars if you if you went to go seek it out. You know, so not super cheap, but also definitely a reasonable price for an out of print manga that was literally printed in two thousand and six. Even though June Kim would describe this as a graphic novel, it's listed for sale as a manga. Again, because it was part of the Tokyo Pop like global manga collection. Yeah. Uh, and if you are in New York today, which is the 13th of February, uh, you can go see some of uh, June Kim's art at the Pace University Gallery. There is oh, wow. a showing tonight at 5 p.m. Wow. So, I know. <laughs> well, how convenient. I know. Yeah, 5 to 7. Yeah, Pace University Art Gallery. It's uh, 41 Park Row. Wow. I'm I'm reading the article about it on the Pace University website. Jun Kim's art is just so beautiful. I know. Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah. And she's also posting cute comics about her and her wife on Instagram. Oh, that's yeah. so nice. Um, yeah, I'm so happy to revisit this. Um just good reading. We've been reading. We were reading some good stuff for a minute. Oh yeah, there. I know. Lots of tragedy. Lots of pining. Just for me. Yum yum yum. <laughs> I know. Applause and twelve days back to back. And we just recently read Rebecca. Oh, oh, oh my god. I know. Rebecca continuously relevant in my life. I know because we were just talking about it the other day when you watched Sulphur. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> If you if you have seen Saltburn, you know fancy dress party. <laughs> there's always some shit going down when there's a fancy dress party. Apparently, so true, so true. Yeah. Uh, okay, let's close a little early, shorter episode. Um, let's yeah. talk about what's next on the horizon. Yeah, <laughs> our one hundredth episode is next up. Yeah. We are going to be doing a lot of follow-ups on stuff that we've talked about in the past. Uh, mm. I know some things on our radar are like the Scott Pilgrim anime came out, mm-hmm. Homestuck ended and then started again, and now there's the clown <laughs> app. Uh, Overwatch 2 dropped. Uh, there's oh so God. I don't there, know if we're Monster talk about High that. got rebooted. <laughs> yes, that did happen. Monster Prom sequel came out. Warrior Nun was saved. Oh, Warrior Nun was saved. There was another 90 day season Ugh. of queer women being at hot messes that I have seen and that I can talk about. Oh, God. I, man, I'm going to probably watch that, too, if I'm being honest. I'm watching Love Trip Paris right now. <laughs> oh, my gosh. We're, we're not getting to that for a while yet. I so. I know. I'm such a fool to watch it early, but it's really it's pretty good. Yeah. Um, it's honestly it's it's like the perfect level of drama because like nobody's being abusive, like oftentimes happens in these shows. But um, there is a lot of sadness happening so far. Nonetheless, no abusiveness, but still depression. Yeah, but it's like, it's great because I can just like hate the I guess one guy in particular, I hate him. And I I just like I can hate him for a normal reason, which is because he's an asshole. And not because he's being horrible, like or like abusive, you know? Yeah, Yeah, that's fair. (laughs) Um, But yes, so I have the list here. We have the Studio Killers pilot episode. Uh, we have Carol in Tuesday, uh, the second season, because we never actually talked about that. Uh, we have the Scott Pilgrim anime, uh, whatever's going on in Homestuck, maybe Overwatch 2, the Monster High reboot, Monster Prom sequels, 
the extra chapters of Murcielago, and then we're probably just going to touch on the fact that Warrior Nun, new season, because um, it won't be out yet. And then we already talked about talking about 90 Day Fiance, and then volume three of She Loves to Cook and She Loves to Eat. If there is something that we have talked about that is not on that list, or even something just about those things that you want us to talk about, please email us at Aaron at gazegaze.com. If we've said something before and it's been wrong, the, now's the time to be like, well, I can't believe you said that. Or, or to be like, I wanted to add this about this thing you said. Everything's going to be relevant again. Mm-hmm. Woo! Episode Everything's 100. Everything's fair game. We're celebrating 100 episodes of Gay's Gays. So exciting. Can you believe it? I I can. I uh, But also, it's, oh my gosh, it's been a long journey. We've gotten to do so many fun things. It's so exciting. Yeah. I'm excited to just reminisce. I'll probably ask, like I always ask, what some of your all-time favorite episodes have been, what really sticks out in your mind. Yeah, so just be thinking about that, Erin. I'm going to quiz you. Oh, uh-oh. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, w- one thing, before we can get to our 100th episode... <laughs> Aaron and I both need to take a very short break. We're going to take, we think, a seven-week break. This is the first time we've actually taken a break that long ever since we started doing Gaze Gaze. So definitely a little unusual for us to go that long without doing an episode. But also both of us are doing a few different trips. Mm -hmm. And unfortunately, they're in direct like conflation with one another like basically yeah. <laughs> as soon as i get home aaron leaves as soon as aaron leaves or as soon as aaron gets home then i leave again yeah you know so it's just like a bad timing it's just really bad timing we're just not going to be able to be in the same space at the same time for a while which is yeah. also fine um because it will give us plenty of time to catch up on everything that we need to catch up on so that we're ready to go for episode 100 yeah yeah, and this episode is also coming out a week late. We d- things have just everything's everything's Everything. fine, but it's everything's a little crazy. <laughs> yeah, Aaron, what else is new? Aaron was coming to visit me, so that's part yeah. of the reason why. <laughs> and that's I, I think we were also late with our last episode too. But yeah, yeah. It, just more proof to the point that we need to take a short break. So yeah, it's so fun. We like we'll see each other. We've never recorded in person together. No, we never I, we, t- have. we we ca- we talked about doing that for episode 100, but that was just not in the cards either. No, <laughs> that was a pipe dream. I know nothing's been in the cards. <laughs> uh. <laughs> anyway, I think that that's about it. I think that's it too. Thank you for joining us. Well, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> You should consider following us on our totally inactive Twitter account, Gaze Gaze. We don't really tweet, but we do tweet when there's a new episode coming out. So uh, we'll tweet that we're leaving, too, for a minute, I guess. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, And yeah, we'll see where we stand when we come back. You can also email us, very accessible by email, but also sometimes it can take a day or two just because our email platform sucks. Man, we, sorry, nothing but negative things to say at the uh. end of the day. <laughs> uh, If you want to contact us, please tie a letter to a pigeon and send it. It'll find me. If you want, no, that's wrong. <laughs> if you want to contact us, you have to send us a neo mail. Uh, yes, actually. <laughs> Um, episode 100 all the follow-ups episode 101 neopets <laughs> episode 100 is when Erin finally reveals what her neopets username is so that everybody can go bother her on neopets 
I would never. Because <laughs> then everybody would find out that I'm the I'm number one asshole on the Neo boards. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Aaron's the one who's posting negative comments and shade yeah, and hate towards everybody. I'm being mean to everybody. That's not true. That's not true. Um, You want to know who I do want to, I who I wish I was on Neopets? That guy who made the post about, <laughs> what was it that he posted about? <laughs> He's the guy who posted about having butt worms. <laughs> <laughs> Is that true? Is that what you were going to say? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and I called it, but I couldn't remember what he said. <laughs> oh, no. June Kim's going to listen to this. No. <laughs> June Kim, I'm sorry. Anyway, I'm sorry. I interrupted you. I don't remember what I was saying. You were reading the outro. Oh, I was talking about Neopets. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> Uh, I would like to extend my thanks and Aaron's thanks to Kate and Leslie of Neon and Nude for letting us use their songs Look and Love and You Pretty Thing for intro and our outro music. You should go buy their album at neonandnude.bandcamp.com. We will be back in seven weeks with our 100th episode and all of our follow-ups. But until then, I'm Aaron. And I'm Erin. And we are and gay. And we're gay. All right. all right. We'll see you in a little while. That's all. Bye. We'll be back. Bye. I'm going to go help June make a smoothie. If you love her like I love her.